Welcome to Talking Rock, everyone. I'm Jason. I'm Tom. And today we're going to be talking to you about the first ever Van Halen album, the self-titled Van Halen record. This was an album that came out in 1978, originally peaked at number 19 on the Billboard Top 200, but grew in popularity as the band grew in popularity. Tom, what are your initial thoughts on this album before we get to reviewing it track by track? This is easily one of the strongest debut albums I've ever heard. And, like, it's basically a greatest hits album, because all of their greatest hits are on this album. But the thing is, this was their first attempt at, at music in general. The fact that it was as strong as it was, that's, like, record-breaking. You're they right, really have themselves. Yeah, it is basically a greatest hits album, and this album actually sold over... 10 million uh, copies in the United States to become diamond certified, the highest level of certification for a record in the U.S. So that's uh, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive indeed. All right, I think we're ready to get started. Without further, further ado, the first track, Running with the Devil. Oh boy. All right, I'm going to start by saying I'm a bass player. I hate this bass riff. Actually, years ago, when you and I were in a band together, you guys convinced me to play this. <laughs> I did. legitimately almost fell asleep playing this one single note. But then, oh wait, once we get to the chorus, it shifts up a note, and then goes to another, then back it. to that you... one note, and then back to that single, darn, 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 over and you over You could have added again. more to it if you wanted to. Oh no, I did, to keep myself from falling asleep, but... <laughs> Overall, it's a good song. Get past that glaring error of a bass riff. I think at band practice one day when we switched instruments, I took over on bass. I had no <laughs> idea how to play bass. He just showed me how to play like the one note so I could. So you could play that song. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Tell but my bass crazy. friend or bass playing friends out there if you want to call yourself a bass player, learn Running with the Devil by Van Halen. If you can't handle this, you can't handle music. You can't handle the, the very instrument of the bass guitar. This is quite literally the easiest bass riff out there. It's crazy. I think of the 11 tracks on this record, I think our old band used to play five of these. So that just tells you how great this album is. I mean, this really is my favorite debut album and my favorite Van Halen album. But the track, Running With The Devil in particular, it's not one of my favorites, uh, but I still think it's a good song. I'm not saying it's not good. It's just I'm not, not saying one it's of my bad. favorites. Like, I'm not saying it's bad at all. I'm just saying, like, after playing it 9,000 times, it's boring. Obviously, they The bass part's the, uh... boring, but the rest of the song is great. The guitars, the vocals, the drums even. Actually, when we saw them live back in 2015... <laughs> I actually sat down when they started playing this. <laughs> I know you were. I so looked at you and I'm like, oh my god, here we go. But but the song, you know, they obviously picked it, uh, picked correctly to have it open the record because it is a big hit for them, and it is so recognizable with the the train horn at the beginning and the bass. The Doppler effect with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, science. And it. I promise I don't know that from the Big Bang Theory. Okay. I took I, I took astronomy, and for some weird reason, my professor mentioned the Doppler effect, and that is how I know that. But that is a completely different discussion for another day. Let's get back to Van Halen. But even though it's not one of my favorite songs on the album, um, it has such a crunchy, powerful guitar sound right off the bat. Um, Definitely. 
And I, my favorite part of the song is definitely the part where Diamond Dave goes, God damn it, lady, you know I ain't lying to you. I'm only going to tell you one time. I David love when Lee he Roth says that nutshell. line. I mean, it is David Lee Roth in a nutshell. And it's... Uh, David Lee Roth, it strikes me as the kind of guy who needs hyperactivity medication, but willingly does not take it. <laughs> only because remember, it would take away from the persona that is Diamond Dave. I didn't actually do it, but I remember one year on New Year's Eve, Wolfgang Van Halen posted on... Uh, Twitter, or he tweeted that uh, what time to start that song if you wanted that line, the goddamn it, baby lady, you know, I ain't lying to you, that whole line to come on right when it, the clock struck midnight. <laughs> You're like, you have to start it right at this time and you'll hear that line at midnight. I'm like, that's cool. Why didn't um, you do that? <laughs> I'm doing that this year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in, the, in that, uh, you know the other the other thing about the song is there's a pretty like a cool drill sound on the guitar solos that uh, EVH does. The guitar solos definitely make up for the lack of the bass. I think line. that's pretty cool. I'm curious to see what the writing process was for this song. Like Eddie came up with this absolutely shredding riff, and then yeah. I imagine Mikey says to him like, "Okay, that's cool. What am I playing?" And he was probably like, "Okay, ready for this? You're gonna hold your bass. You're gonna play. Dirt, <laughs> dirt." Darn, darn, over and over again. Like, that's it? No, there's one part where it goes, and then back to the, there's the, uh, the song though, it's kind of diverse, is even for guitar, it's kind of like a weird, I don't even know how to describe it, funky? I don't know, it's like a weird it's, guitar rhythm. It's original. During the verse. Yeah. It's Eddie Van Halen. Not quite funk, not quite rock, not quite metal. It's kind of that purgatorial middle ground that is Eddie Van Halen. Anyway, should we move on to the next piece? We shall. So, Running that With is... the Devil, that was like one big yawn. You were falling asleep, and then suddenly <laughs> eruption I don't happens. know about that. I don't know about a big yawn, but okay. If you're a bass player, yes. But, like, <laughs> then eruption occurs. And then all of a sudden, it's, whoa, good morning, I'm awake now. He has this absolutely shredding, like, face-melting guitar solo. That is, like, it's such a transition from, like, the stark simplicity of running with the devil. Like, this is, like, it's complex. There's finger tapping. It's amazing. It's it's crazy, and it's the, the two-hand tapping, and it's the, you know, the first time you hear this song, you're like, what just hit me? Yeah, right? Like, and it, Slaps it right in the face. Like, after, if you're a bass player hearing Running with the Devil, like, <laughs> you're falling asleep, then suddenly you hear that first shreddy, like, shriek of eruption. Then all of a sudden, like, oh, well, I'm awake now. Like, good Seeing morning. Eddie Van Halen do it live is just mesmerizing. It, it's like a religious experience hearing him do it live. I'm right. not going to lie, I actually teared up when he did it. <laughs> I'm like, wow, the, after hearing so many guitar players play this song, Hearing the actual guy play it, this is amazing. This is, like, surreal. Yeah, I wanted to touch on that. I mean, it's mind-blowingly good guitar work, and, you know, there's so many covers of this, so many YouTube covers are good, but they're just not the same. It's as good as they are. There's only one man who can properly play that song, and that's Eddie Van Halen. Amen. I even love, like, the little instrumental. Or it's, like... The bass and the drums were in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, they a did kind of a little, like, jam yeah. almost. It was amazing. Like, it, it rounds out this otherwise absolutely perfect guitar solo. 
and a lot of the time that we hear the song Eruption on the radio, we uh, it, we hear it as the intro to this next song, which is You Really Got Me. Again, that transition was almost as perfect as what they did in the album. Bravo. <laughs> so right after Eruption, they go into the Kinks cover, You Really Got Me. It's good. I like this, but like, maybe I'm partially biased because I've heard this song so many times. <laughs> I kind of OD'd a bit on it. Like, I've heard it too it. many times to the point where... It kind of lost its luster, dare I say. But I got it. I still, I love it. I love the song. I love Van Halen, like, with this unconditional passion. But, like, this this isn't a song I'll go out of my way to listen to. Despite it being really good and really well done for a cover. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the first Van Halen songs I ever listened to, along with Panama and Jump. Those were the, th- the three songs on my iPod that I would <laughs> shuffle the only three songs that I bought originally uh for Van Halen and you know it is a cover but I and I feel like it is pretty similar to the original and normally I like covers that are a little bit more different but I do think that they did enough with it um you know I love the louder instruments and all the distortion that they use compared to the original and you know, it definitely feels like a song that Van Halen could have written definitely that's what you're supposed to do with the cover. You're supposed to make it original. And they really, they did a good job with that. This anyway, is how you do a cover. Yeah. Anyway, the next song is my favorite on the record, and that is one of my favorite Van Halen songs as well, Ain't Talking About Love. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. I'd be lying I if I said part. I didn't start doing that while I was listening to this song. I I love that part. I love the hey hey hey. It's a great audience participate like participation thing. Like it I'm is. sure, like when we saw them live when they played this, I'm pretty sure almost every fist oh, yeah. was in the air going hey hey hey, along with them. It's iconic. This is something Van Halen has always been really good at getting the audience involved, like one way or another. And I mean the song is repetitive, but that's not a bad thing because no. it works. Yeah, repetition works if done correctly, and they definitely do it correctly with this. Well Another done. one of my favorite parts of the songs is the great backing vocals that add a lot to the song, whether it's on the hey, hey, hey part or just the ain't talking about love part. I used to think Eddie was high vocals. The high voice. No, Michael Anthony. But it was Eddie, you know, Eddie's on there, though. I mean, you can hear yeah, him. He does absolutely. the lower part. But yeah, yeah. But um, like. I don't know why, but I just, I always thought that Eddie was someone with the higher voice. Because if you see Mikey walking on the street, you would never expect him to have, like, <laughs> those beautiful pipes where he could hit the yeah. high notes. Because he you was know, like... those backing vocals are like a Van Halen staple, those great uh, yeah. backing vocals. In fact, that's probably one of my favorite things about not only this album, but Van Halen in general. Right. Even some of the Van Hagar stuff, they all have really good, mm-hmm. like, harmonization. I'm not you sure know, if Alex like, Van Halen a, sings, but I'm pretty sure the rest of them are. It's it's a cool sound, and you know the the just the whole song has just a cool sound. The drums and guitar are so powerful. The drums like the drums sound like fireworks. They're just they, they just go off. The guitar is so just incredibly electric. It's just amazing. And seeing this live, I'm really grateful we had the chance to do that because I'm pretty sure they're not doing anything now. But if you see them live, you can, like, feel the bass drum. Watch. 
watch they'll probably be the first band to announce a tour right after the coronavirus is over <laughs> honestly i would like, rule it out we're not back we're not dead yet we're here yeah. still we're just still dormant. we're still around we just we don't do <laughs> interviews we don't make music we don't let anyone know what we're doing until uh we want them to know seriously i thought eddie van Halen was dead for a while <laughs> Nah. It sounds awful, but like he's so reclusive. And I guess after some he years so of being reclusive. in the spotlight, he wants but, you to. No, I think high. he also has health problems. That too. I mean, it's not like he. No, he did us. have cancer. He did have cancer, and he, you know, it might have come back. Maybe. And if that's the case, then I pray to God that he makes a quick and speedy recovery so he can get back up, like out on the road. Yes. Well, whatever Eddie Van Halen is up to, we hope you're okay, Eddie. Yeah, Ed, if you're for some reason listening to this. We love you, and we want you to come back. Anyway, let's move on to the next song. Uh, I think you told me once that this is, this is like one of your favorites, I'm the One. It is. This is absolutely, probably my favorite Van Halen song in general. Not overly Okay. Like, that's such a weird that transition. Is a fun, that's a fun breakdown it's part. It's so fun. Like, you would never expect that after this absolutely, like, powerful banging <laughs> tune. All of a sudden, they turn into a barbershop quartet. Like, I almost expected them to wear, like, the barbershop quartet outfits while, like, recording this. This was definitely Dave's idea. If this wasn't <laughs> Dave's idea, I will be genuinely surprised. It's lyrically fun. It's a fun Very song, fun. and... Uh... You know, the, there's great backing vocals to get on. Show your love. Oh, yeah. Like, the backup vocals, the bass, the drums, the guitar, everything about this is perfect. This is like oh, yeah. a definitive Van Halen song for me. And Eddie makes the shredding sound so melodic. I know, right? I, like, I, I, You like this song more than I do, but, you know, it seems like a song that you would like. So I Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's fun. It. Yeah. Like, Obviously, it's heavy and it's punchy, but like it's it's fun too. They found that perfect balance between the two, and that's what makes this song so like iconic to me. Really well done, really excellent songwriting. Whomever wrote this, it was a collaboration between probably Ed and Dave. I wouldn't be surprised if Mikey had a say in this song too. Probably he likes those. You know, he I think he likes like the the lighter music too. And those punchy walking bass lines that he's so good at. That I've tried so desperately to re-emulate in vain. He's all finger-picking, too. And as I said in the last episode, I am a sucker for a good finger-picker. Finger-picker. Finger-finger. Whatever. But, like, he does such a good job at it. They need to bring him back. I love Wolfie, but they need to bring him back in the band. If they decide to do anything after this whole apocalypse. Well, right. next song. Jamie's crying. I wrote in my notes here, like, this is the drum intro. That was, like, such a good but way to start duh, 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 duh. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. It's so simple, but so good. It's not like running for the devil simple. Like, it's like, it's obviously, you know, more than one note, but it's like three notes. And that's fine. The simplicity works so well with the song. Yeah, again, a lot of a lot of people love this one, but honestly, if, and I love this album, but and I still think the song is good, but it's probably my least favorite song on the album, which you know might surprise some people, but yeah, it's it's a good song. It's just it didn't do 
as much for me as the other songs on this album did. My favorite part of the song is the bridge where it goes like, uh, well, Jamie's been in love before. I was just thinking about that. Yeah, that was like probably the highlight of the song for me as well. I'm pretty much in the same boat as you. Like this song had the same effects Monkey Off My Back did on Pump, Mm -hmm. the one we did last week. Like, sure, I love it. It's still worthy of this absolutely eclectic masterpiece that is Van Halen's debut. But it's not my favorite song. Like, it's a roller coaster. It, like, goes down a little bit. Then, you know, it continues to go up from here, in my opinion. Nothing is perfect in this world. They needed to add at least one, like, not perfect song in there. The next song, though, to me is just killer. Atomic Punk. Absolutely. Even the name, Atomic Punk. It is. It packs such a punch. It's so, like, perfect. And it has it has that it, it has kind of like that metal Black Sabbath sound to it too. Yeah, like if Black Sabbath was in more of like a major key, this would <laughs> this is what they would sound like. <laughs> and it has those so, dark lyrics. Yeah, and he does the iconic David Lee Roth screech, which I yeah. don't know how the hell he did. I know, I have no but, idea. You listen to him now though, and it kind of shows. But still, like, uh, he, it's so impressive. He was great on this album. He was. And really all the really all those early Van Halen albums he was great on. This is no Tokyo Dome, that's for sure. <laughs> no. No literally the Tokyo that's Dome. The room of the Van Halen albums. It's so like not <laughs> you know good that, that I, it is good. You know that I like to listen to it though, because it's so live. I, I mean it's it's it's, live, it's totally yes. live for sure, you can tell. I mean they did not edit <laughs> that thing at all. That's but, very true. And you can definitely so you tell. Can't, you can't blame them for that. You want a live account of what Van Halen sounded like when they recorded that? Well, that's what they sounded like. <laughs> you certainly can't, like, you can't accuse them of lip syncing by no. any means. You can tell this is absolutely 100% them and nothing else. But that's another discussion for another day. <laughs> Maybe one day we're going to review that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Actually, no, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. I, I can we totally see it. It's going right. to happen. Stay tuned. Talking Rock with Tom and Jason. <laughs> So back uh, to Atomic Punk. I think this is a really, it's a great example of what early Van Halen is. Like this is one of those definitive early Van Halen songs for me. And definitely worthy is. of this entire album. It is, and there's, it's like I said with the lyrics, it's dark, but it's also just has that Black Sabbath-y sort of sound and it. Major key Black whole, Sabbath. The th- yeah, the whole thing is just, Dark, you know, I am the victim of the sciences. <laughs> that, uh, I mean, I feel like that's more of a personal account of David Lee Roth. You see the way he acts? No. <laughs> we, we love you, Dave. David Lee Roth, if you're for some reason listening to this, we love you. Keep doing what you do. Hopefully, I'll be able to see you with Kiss in August. Stay, like, stay cool. He posts all these, like, weird, like, cartoon painting things on <laughs> Twitter recently. Have you he, seen any of those? He is a cartoon painting. And he I am is. surprisingly not. I'm going to look this up the second we stop <laughs> recording this podcast. Anyway, next this. song. Next song. So we got I Can't Wait to Feel Your Love Tonight. Or simply feel called your yeah. love tonight. Great backup vocals. I will say that right from the get-go like perfect backup vocals. Great harmonization with it sounds There's like Ed Ed, Mikey, and is Alex on there as well? I'm not sure. It's so layered where it feels like it's more than like two or three guys singing. It sounds like it's They like, could have just layered it in the studio. 
possibly. But then again, with Van Halen, I feel like they could do all four of them, like, singing, kind of like what the Beatles did. Like, they no, didn't do a whole lot of layering. The song definitely makes me want to sing along with it. Yeah, exactly. Again, like I was saying with the whole audience participation thing. Yeah. This is another one of those iconic songs where if you're sitting in the audience, and I know this from a first-hand experience, you're, you can't not, you know, sing along like, oh, I can't wait to feel your love tonight. Like, it takes every ounce of energy in your body to not sing along. Right. You're not human if you don't sing along. It's funny, too, that they put this song, though, right after Atomic Punk, because this has much more of a happier sound with yeah, a right. beat that you can dance <laughs> to. Exactly. It's, it's, it's kind it's of a to, It's a toe tapper, that They put basically. that there, yeah. Instead of, I am a victim of the sciences. The Atomic it's, it's, Punk. It's good. It's a good song. It's just, I'm just it's surprised so they put it where they put it. You know what? Looking at David Lee Roth's sense of humor, like, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I feel like he definitely had a say in the arrangement of these songs. Right. Again, really well done. That stark contrast, it works so well with what they did. But then it's weird because right after they're done with this happy song, they go back into another dark and creepy sounding song, Little Dreamer. I thought it, the ending of the song had kind of like a Bond sound to it. Like if you've heard yeah. any of the James Bond themes. Right, like, yeah, I, I can I can kind of see that. Yeah, it's like those minor keys. It works so well. It's, it's another so really cool dark sound. Yeah, and it's it's quieter. It's not quite it as it's jumpy quieter. and happy as the other ones, but it's still really well done. Oh, I yeah. It. I used to... This was one of my favorite songs when I first listened to this album. Uh, it still it, is it one of my out. favorite songs. It holds up after all these years. It stood out to me. It's, it's the repetition again that Van Halen does so well. Uh, Repetition, you know, it, it, if done correctly, can be a beautiful thing, and they definitely can. do it correctly. And so can simplicity. And I think yeah. Michael Anthony's bass line on here is pretty simple, but I like it because I think it fits the song well. And I joke about running with the devil, but it fits. I can't imagine any other bass riff for that song. And the same can be said about Little Dreamer. It works so like perfect with everything else. It's almost like the stark contrast works really well between the simplistic bass... Excuse me. And the absolute, like, insane shreddiness that is the guitars. And the next song, which is... My was favorite a really song, actually. It was a really fun song to play when we played in our band. Definitely. Ice Cream Man. Ice Cream Man. <laughs> this is song this your is... your favorite? It was I'm the One, your favorite. Yes. <laughs> Both of us. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is definitely a David Lee Roth choice right here. Oh, absolutely. But it's a cover. It's a cover, but, like, <laughs> I feel yeah. like this is a song that David Lee Roth regularly listens to. This one is so different than the original. It's so different. But, like, the lyrics are still the same, and it fits <laughs> David Lee Roth so well. Like, I'm going to scream and stop me when I'm passing by. It's completely oh, different. All my flames are guaranteed to satisfy. Completely it's different so than anything Van Halen does. <laughs> but, like, uh, that breakdown. Like, the, the solo he did. Or that Eddie yeah. does, like halfway yeah. through the song. Again, completely different from the original version, but like it's so cool. Like compared but, to the original. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This the is jo- how you the do John a cover. Brem version. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to knock any particular band for doing covers that sound exactly like the original, <clears throat> but this is how you do a cover <laughs> right here. If that band is listening, step up your game, guys. You know who you are. Releasing User. an entire album of cover songs is not original. Be original. User. 
Weezer. Let's just I was trying not to name Weezer. drop here. Weezer, Weezer, Weezer. Fine. Okay. Come it's on, Weezer. that Af- that Africa cover is just awful. Fine. It's Weezer. I admit it. Cars <laughs> on the table. Look, guys, your original. Mo- if you're listening to this for some oddball reason, your original stuff is good. Go back to the original. You don't need to stand on the shoulders of people who are successful. And if you do decide to stand on the shoulders of people who are successful, then do what Van Halen did yeah, and make let's, it original. Let's, let's just let's just say it how it is. Come on, let's let's just call him out on. They're shit, basically. I feel like enough podcasters do that. We could be kind of civilized here. Wait, <laughs> what am I talking about? Weezer's doing a Van... They're doing a Van Halen tribute band called Van Weezer. Or like their next album is going to be a tribute to Van Halen. So they quite literally are doing what Van Halen is doing. It's not right. Come on, guys. It's, you were it's so not. original when it started. Please step up your game. That's not true, but, well, but okay. I could totally say it. It was better. I like, I like Ice Buddy cream Holly man. a lot. We got totally uh, off topic here. We, okay. we got completely sidetracked there. But yeah, uh, Ice Cream Ice Man. Cream man. I love it's such song. a fun song. Fun song. It is like, such a fun song. I got I, really no, I, into Van Halen my junior year of high school, and I probably listened to this song the most. You know, I can, at the same time, though, as... As much as we're saying that we love this song and we think it's awesome, you know, I can see why some people don't like it because it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't sound like a typical Van Halen song. And it is, you know, Dave doing his thing on the, the first minute and a half in the song where he's just, <laughs> you know, he has that witty, funny DLR humor. Exactly. I wouldn't describe it any other way. You know, he has Especially that, after seeing it live. Right. And he has that funny howl at the end that he does. <laughs> David Lee Roth is my spirit animal. And you touched Say on what you the... will about how he sounds on the Tokyo Dome Albert, or album. He is still, like, one of my favorite front. I love I love David Lee Roth. I mean, he's half one of, of my it's favorites. ironic. The other half is a genuine love for what he does. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and you touched on the Eddie Van Halen solo, but that solo is pleasing. It is. And even the simplicity of Mikey Anthony's bass line there. Like a daren't, 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 daren't. Like, it's so simple, but it's such a good contrast with that absolutely complex face-melting guitar solo that Ed has. And again, it's right after remarkable. the weirdness of Ice Cream Man, we go straight <laughs> from that into the final song on the album, which is maybe... it? maybe it? I'm on fire! It's maybe Van Halen at their uh, most metal-sounding. Definitely. Like, Diamond Dave does one scream on there where I can almost hear, like, blood come out of his mouth. Like, it <laughs> sounds like it hurts. You know, it sounds like he's, like, summoning, like, the ghosts demons. and the demons yeah. and <laughs> zombies to rise up and everything. I, I lost my voice just hearing him sing that. Like, <laughs> I don't know how the hell he did it all those years. That's, that's Diamond Dave acting like the angel of death right there. Exactly, like doing that. Like you just, if, if I wanted to truly destroy my voice, I'd try to reemulate it right now. Oh, but I, I'm not. I'm, no, please don't. No, I'm not. <laughs> I know as, you're a singer. I'm surprised we haven't tried playing this one. But if we did, I know for a fact we wouldn't make you try to sing this note. <laughs> uh, this is like the red note. Like you will cough up blood if you try singing this note. It's it's just it's it's the bloody note. Yeah, and it's the blood note. Yeah, and uh, it's and, evil. and you know I'm gonna. Totally pun intended here, but the band is on fire in this song. This is a music podcast with you and me as hosts. Expect music puns. Yes. <laughs> That's to be expected. You don't need to apologize for it. Just the just the unbelievable DLR vocals and screams on this one. Like you said, is he, is, he is summoning the demons. He, yeah, he's summoning the spirit of David Lee. The spirits, yes. 
Uh, but that was the final song on the album. And so, what a song to close the album with. Ex- exactly. And uh, as we finish this podcast, I think we should each give one more grade like we did with the uh, Aerosmith Pump last week. Last week I gave Pump an A-, minus. you gave it an A. This week I'm going to give Van Halen's debut album an A+. Plus. This album is just perfection to me. I mean, just think about how many debut albums there are, yet I think this is the best. I think I'm going to give it an A- minus because of the Running With The Devil baseline. Oh my god. All jokes aside, I agree completely with you. Solid A+, plus, literally the perfect debut album. Leading to a very illustrious, very... What's the word I'm looking for here? Chaotic career. <laughs> they definitely started off strong. It sets them very, up very well strong. to be a massive American band. Uh, you know, they were the California party rock band. And, you know, their songs will live on forever and ever. And I think this album will live on forever and ever. Absolutely. I agree. It's a shame they went from this all the way to the Different Kind of Truth album. The one that dropped in, I think, 2015. They went from the penthouse to the outhouse really <laughs> I liked some of the stuff on A Different Kind of Truth. I have a soft spot for Tattoo. I don't like that song, but I like some of the songs tattoo. like Out, Out of Space is a Swans good one. Sweet Sally, Tramp Stamp Cat. <laughs> so, so good. They should the not have released reasons. that as a single. That was not a good song. Yeah. I think what happened was Ed wrote this kick-ass riff, and then he told Dave for some weird otherworldly reason... <laughs> Yeah, write whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> I don't like. And then Dave looked like, at his body like. I just really don't like a lot about that song, though. Even the guitar work. I mean, I love Ed, but even that song, I just feel. I mean, some of it's good, but it's just. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of weak. Like I said, I like it for the wrong reasons. <laughs> anyway, but that's Tom, another discussion for another. Why day. don't you? Uh, why don't you, give our listeners uh, a taste? We'll tell them what album we will be reviewing next week. Ooh, I can do that. So next week, tune in for our review of my personal favorite and first album from this band. We are going to review Cases Destroyer. All right. This should be this should be a fun one. That will be a fun one. And you Expect know, it, fireworks. It works well because coming off of the Van Halen one, because remember Gene Simmons produced uh-huh. a couple of Van Halen demos. Very true. That segue was totally planned. We totally had that in mind. We were randomly picking these. <laughs> anyway, Van Halen destroy. I mean, Kiss Destroyer next week. We Kiss Destroyer. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Rock on. Okay. Perfect. Let me stop my audio. Yeah, me too.